Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, I'm going to do a quick shorty about the third, no, nay I say, the fourth episode of She-Hulk. All that right with this ad I have no control over. Oh no, the ad is taking me. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll, and I'm here alone once again, my friends. So, been a been a been a crazy weekend. Went to Dragon Con, loved it, had a great time, worked really hard, made a lot of stuff, made some podcasts live, made a lot of video content that we're gonna be editing up and posting everywhere. But uh yep, I did it. I came home with COVID. Of course, a uh, large gathering, it's, it's likely to happen. Um, but I mean, you know, likely that some, some are going to come home with COVID and I am one of those. Um, so I almost, uh, you know, I've been doing these at 2am and I tried to last night, but I was so, so like just exhausted from COVID. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not having as bad as I had it before, uh, you know, early in January, I think it was. And uh, it was way worse then. This is not nearly as bad. Uh, this is basically just a cold, but I couldn't stay up to do She-Hulk last night. And so then I was like, oh, we'll just do the one this evening, you know, the normal She-Hulk review, and I'll just skip the, the shorty. But then I realized today's Disney Plus Day, everybody. So we're probably going to need to do a Disney Plus Day episode tonight, depending on what they talk about. So um, it's going to be, uh, yeah, we, we, may, we may have a, we, we, the feed may be busy, so we may not get to talk about She-Hulk until for uh, you know tomorrow or the next day or the next day. So I did I did want to at least hop in and talk a little bit about episode four, uh, which I've seen. Uh, it's called "Is This Not Real Magic?" Um, man, the show has in my mind found its footing and its voice for sure. Um, I, I really really digging the the format. Um, it's, it's very much like case of the week just for fun, like sit down and eat some Marvel brain candy for, and you know, 30 minutes or whatever. Um, it feels, it feels great. There's, um, I've been, uh, you know, we do the Star Trek universe, um, podcast and it is, uh, you know, they, there's a lot of really serious shows, a lot of shows with like overarching plots, but right now they're running, um, Lower Decks, which is a cartoon in the style of Rick and Morty, but in the Star Trek universe. And it's like supposedly canon and they're, you know, but it's it's a cartoon and it's silly and it's just a comedy. And it's about the sort of like deck member, the lower decks of the crew that like aren't the bridge officers, you know. Well, this show is now giving me kind of vibes of that, like during the like <laughs> whatever the 10 weeks that Lower Decks is on every year. It's just like. Yes, we can still discuss like the canon and all that stuff about Star Trek. And we can even sometimes there's even things to discuss with like the morality of the episode or whatever and like what character decisions. But like it's just mostly I get to sit down for 30 minutes and like enjoy one of my favorite universes while just turning my brain off a little bit and enjoying the comedy and laughing. And I love that. I am one who has a hard time being motivated to watch comedies. I tend to, uh, I like comedy, love comedy. It, the, the, the story very rarely drives me through the thing with rare exception. Um, 
So a lot of ser- comedy series I tend to like watch sporadically or watch here and there, you know. Um, but having a show like this, uh, this and Lower Decks, it feels like Marvel's like I don't know. It's almost like Marvel's making me take my comedy medicine, <laughs> and I, I'm having a great time because it is still my universe that I we can talk about and speculate about and have fun. But every week I'm sitting down for thirty minutes and just laughing. Uh, and it, laughing in these contexts of these characters and this world that I am so deeply uh, involved in and, and have love for, you know, and talk about so many times on this podcast. Like, it's just it's just so much fun. I'm, I'm loving it. And uh, this episode, um, my favorite part of it, this is the episode where Donnie Blaze, the magician, is opening portals and sending people through them. And uh, Wong tries to sue him to get him to stop doing uh, the mystic arts. Uh, pretty great. Pretty great little uh, little gag. Uh, and just Donnie Blaze being like a failed com- comertage ma- magician and like trying to, you know, use his little bit of power that he learned and using it poorly and without uh, recognition of the consequences. It's funny uh, for Wong to have that conversation with him about like, hey, you, you got to think about, or they were talking about like, you know, you have to think about the consequences because great peril can come to the earth and all this stuff. And it's like, yeah, but like Wong, you're kind of like doing a lot of that stuff too. Like that's a, a lot of the online discussion around Wong lately and, and Dr. Strange too, of course, and the magicians and the, the Mordo of it all. A lot of the like discussion has been too many sorcerers. Um, this, so like, are they, you know, manipulating the space time fabric and you know the astral plane too much and is it going to cause consequences that they don't want you know uh so that's been uh so it's interesting to hear him say that from his own mouth like i know he said he said things like that before and mordo was very much all about that so but it's just here it's interesting to hear him say that while a lot of the online discourse is like Maybe all these sorcerers, maybe Mordo was right. I've seen videos about maybe Mordo was right. Like too many sorcerers, too many people doing things that are threatening the fabric of reality. Um, I mean, and especially with like Wanda kicking around and with Dr. Strange and all this stuff. Um, it's pretty, it's pretty wild. Uh, but so that was, that was interesting. Uh, my favorite part of this episode. Well, I don't know, man. I have two favorite parts. And they're kind of, I, I, they weren't small parts of this episode, but they're very sort of like side things. Madison is my favorite one, probably my favorite character on She-Hulk so far. I love Madison so much. Madison with two N's and a Y, but not where you think. That just killed me um, both times. And I love Jen Walters is so like no nonsense. So, you know, she says that early in the episode. And then when she says it to Jen Walters, Jen Walters is like, how about you just spell it for us? Like, like, don't, don't tease me about how your name is spelled. She's just such a, like, I'm going to find the facts. I am a lawyer. I need to, I, and it, like, it's even represented in how she like handles that joke from Madison. Um, that's just, I love Madison so much. And I love after that big speech that Wong gives about the fabric of reality and it could destroy all life in the universe. And she t- turns to Madison and she goes, case Close. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Oh man, the show's just been really funny. Uh, now that it's found its voice and like sort of like landed on this style of storytelling, it's really really found its voice. And and the uh, She Hulk storyline of like 
her trying to find someone to date is really interesting and like it's driving me forward in the story like i you know it's 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 just classic like comedy rom-com show sort of like this is a character it's about her lawyer this is a lawyer show but of course that lawyer is trying to find love and trying to make it work and the struggles of dating <laughs> and then the even further struggles of dating as a she-hulk um she finds a guy she really likes and then he seems i'm not sure if he was just like there's there's a debate that can be had about whether he was disappointed that she was Jen when he woke up which it sort of seemed like or if he was just the type of guy that was um, playing the role of the nice guy. And then as soon as he woke up, he was planning to leave anyway, you know, but, uh, it definitely seemed like there, there's a lot of disappointment around. Jen is looking for someone to love her. Uh, but it seems like everyone only wants her for she Hulk. I bet. <laughs> What's that line? Is <laughs> she, she, she puts a she Hulk, um, profile up on matcher. And it, uh, like the 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 follows or not follows i've never used these apps i'm sorry um <laughs> the connections start like rolling like matches what am i thinking it's called matcher the matches start rolling in and then she says well this is demoralizing for jen <laughs> just funny because that's her like sort of acknowledging Jen almost as an alter ego. Like that's the first time we've heard her as she Hulk refer to Jen in the third person. <laughs> um, so that was uh, kind of weird and funny. Um, I loved all her th fourth wall breaks, almost the third wall breaks, but that's what Titania does. <laughs> um, for her, for, I loved all her fourth wall breaks. Um, like the, uh just talking about Wong. I love when she turns to camera and talks directly to us and says, Oh, you guys look happy. Oh, that's right. You just realized Wong's in this episode too. He's like uh he's like having Twitter armor for a week. Like it's just so good. It's so good. Little did Jen Walters know at the time how much everyone would be upset about <laughs> she hulk twerking. Honestly, I've seen very little actually most of what I've seen online is people saying shut up to those people. And maybe that's the sphere I just live in online. But like most people, I've not really hear, heard anybody complaining about the She-Hulk twerking yet. Uh, most everyone's just like saying to stop complaining about the She-Hulk twerking. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm glad. So I'm glad that's I'm glad that's the online presence I've cultivated for myself. Um, but yeah, good, great episode. A lot of fun. Donnie blaze, uh, could any, any, uh, you think it could be a reference to Johnny blaze? You think that could be like Johnny blaze's cousin or brother? Um, yeah, it wasn't Don. It wasn't Johnny blaze. Like, a was he a stunt driver? I don't know. I may be thinking one of the movies or so, or some canon I've seen, um, where he was, uh, where he was a stunt driver, maybe, or am I, am I making that up? But anyway, entertainment industry, stunt driver, magician, you know, maybe, who knows? Um, <laughs> I love getting a sense of a, a better sense of who Wong is in his daily life. Uh, one thing that confuses me about Wong a little bit, he, okay, this, this is, I don't know if you guys have seen this. We haven't talked about it on the podcast, but in the, uh, I believe it's in his Facebook profile. It says, when they're looking for him in, in last week's episode, it says he's like the, you know, mystic, uh, sorcerer supreme. And his previous jobs are, um, uh, the librarian at Comitage 
or and the last one is he worked at target so like but in the, so yeah that's a very small little thing like maybe it's just a joke they threw in there to be like it and it wouldn't be funny if this first job was target but um it makes see and here's i'm doing the thing again where i'm like examining a joke but uh also a very small easter eggy joke but could it be like i'm always a little confused about how much he knows about the real world because he watches the sopranos um and he worked at target do we know where he's from i feel like we, we've heard that before but i'm i'm spacing um because it just seems like he had like kind of a normal life before a sorcerer life and he still is watching like you know regular like whatever um pop culture tv so when, when he does things like she says we got to do things by the book and he's like ah book of vishanti it's like is he trolling her <laughs> oh we had we had some feedback we did not get to do a feedback episode this week because of uh me being sick and dragon con and all that stuff so w- one of the things we got feedback about was my discussion on the uh is she hulk a loose cannon episode where i was talking about the idea that wong would trap him in the mirror dimension or whatever was kind of weird and people brought up a few options uh i heard a few different options and a lot of them said the same thing so i'll paraphrase them i'm sorry i'm not i don't have the uh, emails in front of me but one of them that i really like is the idea that wong was lying (laughs) which actually makes a lot of sense because we know that wong broke him out of prison told Blonsky, thank you for helping me. I will leave you out of prison if you like. and I, I will basically help you escape. And Blonsky said, no, I'd like to go back. Is At least that's what they told everyone. But again, it seems like they're willing to lie about certain things. So whatever. Um, but if that's the case, that Blonsky chose to go back and now they're wanting to like keep him in prison forever or whatever, like deny his parole. And uh, Wong is like, well... It's better to lie to them and say, I'm going to throw them in the mirror dimension. And then maybe I do throw them in the mirror dimension. And then as soon as they're not looking, I go recover him and bring him back or whatever. Like maybe, maybe it was just a like convenient lie to be like, don't worry, legal system. I'll handle this, uh, abomination beast. And then as soon as he walks away, he's like abomination, scurry out the back door. You know, he doesn't seem to really care too much about the legal system, which is fair. He's the source of Supreme. So um, I think that is it is probably within his character not to care too much about the uh, the legal system. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, I got uh, also <laughs> another Wong thing that I thought was funny. When he's leaving Jin's office, he gives her his card and he flicks it out and like the, the words appear. And then she's like, and they <laughs> both her and Nikki are like, ooh, like they, they think it was very impressive. And he's like, stupid human tricks. And he like throws it on the desk. Does that mean that Wong, on top of being the master of the mystic arts, also knows close up magic? Like for real? Like he, he, he also put in the work to learn close up magic. Cause that's funny. Uh, that's very funny. Uh, okay. Well, you guys. I uh, appreciate y'all listening. Appreciate y'all listening to my little short takes on these episodes. Um, it has been a great time uh, making these podcasts for y'all lately. I've been really enjoying it. We had a great time at Dragon Con. The, the in-person episodes were so much fun to just be in the same room, being able to talk in sort of real time instead of like the delay we often have. And it's just a lot of fun. And I can't wait to do that more. Um, and hopefully 
not get sick. That would be good. That would be really good because this is trash. <laughs> all right. I guess, I guess, I guess that's, that's all I got to say about that. Um, in Forrest Gump voice until next time, true believers I'm trying to use my, uh, COVID voice to be sultry, but you all should know it's just lots of snot in my face. Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Available everywhere you get podcasts, and now a video version streaming live on twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv and available at youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you'd like to learn more about all of our other podcasts, geeky projects, and ways to support the network, visit strandedpanda.com.